This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! like the Ward Scott Files because we drill very deeply into local issues as much as we can. Not all of them, but the ones that seem to be making the news. And right now, I, I, I can tell you what is going on with the Gainesville City Commission. They are in a mad panic scramble for money. And it's going to get worse. Because it's like a kid who's been getting an allowance from his parents for not doing anything. You know, once upon a time, don't you love that? Once upon a time, you mowed lawns to make your money. Or you delivered newspapers to make your money. Or in my case, you scooped corn, detasseled corn, hoed beans. None of it was very comfortable. In fact, downright uncomfortable many, many times, especially detasseling that corn. But that's why we made our money. And there was a well-known value, as the car dealers say, in the community that if you had the reputation in the community of being a good worker, you would never be unneeded. Somebody would always want you. There'll be no unemployment. Well, goodbye to that. We'll cover that a little bit in the national culture later on in the show, but here locally, you got seven commissioners that are good examples of it. They've never run a utility but they know how to run one. They're getting incredible money from home. 
without mowing the yard, without delivering the newspaper. First, in their salaries, which they tried to double or whatever, and it was just too big a heist to get away with once the governor stepped in, or they would have done it. And now they are being told they're not going to get money from home in the way they used to get it. They used to be able to just go to mama and daddy and say, I need some money. They didn't even have to ask what they were going to do with it. Are you going to the dance? What? They not ask. Are you going with your buddies? Are you? Well, they're not asked. And the mama and daddy was the Gainesville Regional Utilities. Anytime they needed money to go to the dance, one of their pet projects, they just tapped into the piggy bank. And they tapped into it so much that any manager of utilities who asked them, hey, what are you doing with your money? They fired. Going all the way back to Mike Kurtz when they went into the boondoggle with a biomass plant. So this is what we're facing. This is the mentality that uh, shapes the relationship of this dysfunctional group of people and the utility. And for years, I mean, they brought it on themselves with the boondoggle that they would burn trees and supply. I still can't figure out how they got away with that in Tree City. Supply energy and replace fossil fuel. And they got a raw deal because they didn't know what they were doing. And ended up having to pay too much for a lousy pig in a poke, as we say, and own that which really isn't very much worth owning. Are you kidding me? Owning the boondoggle? Which we're paying for if you're Gainesville Region Utility. And listen, you're going to learn in a moment you're paying for it if you not only through utilities. This is the diabolical part of all this. It's why I'm taking a little bit of time to go through the yellow brick road with you here. So they're going to get cut off, so to speak, from mama and daddy. Not so much because mama and daddy cut them off, but think of it as the grandparents. That is to say, the Florida legislature. The grandparents watched the, their children, the fathers and mothers of these children, the commissioners, spoil their grandchildren. 
And the grandparents did not bring up the parents that way. Yet the parents are bringing up their children that way. And so the grandparents, the Florida legislature, and the governor, and our representatives, and particularly Chuck Clemens, and of course, Keith Perry, have stepped in and said, hello, enough is enough. You have to live within your means. Well, good luck. When you've got parents, you can just continuously tap for more and more money. So now to add more of this analogy to your enlightenment, if you will, the children are going to go to war with the grandparents, the Florida legislature. And they're not going to have it. They're not going to have being cut off. Because their way of life is so important to them. They're doing so many good deeds. You know, Clockwork Orange, if you haven't seen it or read it, you need to. It's a classic. It explains thuggery today and all the whole society we live in is all explained there in Clockwork Orange. And there's this moment where Alex's parents are talking about, oh, where is Alex tonight? Of course, Alex is out with his hooligans, beating up people and racing cars through the streets and generally just being thugs. And so the father, as they sit around their little condominium, small little eggshell, egg crate, living accommodation, asked the mother, who's referred to as the mither, so the fither asked the mither, Oh, where's Alex tonight? And the mither says, very, very matter-of-factly to the fither, oh, he's out helping and such. That phrase, out helping and such, sums up the mentality of the children sitting on the dais of the Gainesville City Commission. What do they think they're doing? Oh, they're out helping and such. Well, with whose money? Well, with all the money that a city rakes in. And if it doesn't rake in enough, there's always more by tapping in the Gainesville Regional Utilities. So it cometh before the City Commission a discussion about where in the world can we get more money? And even the newest kid on the block who 
I got to thinking about Brian Eastman. Was he born when the city fell for the biomass plant? I think he's 31 or 32 now. Uh, I got to wondering, what was he even around? And yet now he finds himself one of the seven musketeers here. Even he understands that if you cut off utility transfer in any significant amount, we're still going to need money to help and such. And where are we going to get that money? Well, we're going to get it in a place where you have no say in it. They're going to raise taxes. Try stopping them. You can't stop them. And they're going to raise fees. And they're going to invent more things for which there must be fees. Because there's always the opportunity for the government to micromanage your life. In order to do that, they must require you to have a permit to live your life. Furthermore, when they require you to have a permit to live your life, you have to pay for the permit. So you pay them to run your life, but you didn't want them running in the first place. But they got to cover their tracks. They've got to help and such. Services are a wonderful place to go get more money. Well, you've got to have fire protection. You know why? Your insurance company won't insure you if you don't have fire protection. And they've just doubled their fees. Look at your insurance bill. Double. Oh, in some cases, they use the roof as an excuse. Talk about affordable housing. How are you going to have affordable? Who's going to pay the insurance on affordable housing? Really? You haven't thought about that? I don't think they have. So they'll probably waive the fees or they'll waive or somehow invent a subsidy or a quote-unquote affordable house in attempt to make it affordable, which it won't be, of course. And they're not going to be able to tax the government. And in Alachua County, 50% 50% or a little bit more now, I think, of the property that you ride by is off the tax rolls. So it's up to you, the individual property owner. And I talked to a gentleman the other day. Actually, he approached me. Very well known in this community. 
very wealthy, huge property owner, apartment complexes, this, that, and the other, always gives back to the community, told me he didn't want to own anything anymore. All he wanted to do was rent. Because if he owns, really, the government owns him. And he pays them to own him. There's no idea what his property tax bill is. There's no idea what his insurance bill is. He's a long-standing member of the community. Told me he just wanted to rent. He didn't want to own anything anymore. Because there's a place to get a fee. Got to have a landmark rent. And they go up and up and up on that fee. That's a place to go get money. What are you going to do? How are you going to get away? You can't get away. How are they going to figure out what the real cost of fire service is? Well, I can tell you one thing. Those trucks run on diesel fuel. Diesel fuel is out of sight. You got to pay for the diesel fuel for the fire truck. You, the taxpayer. And you're going to pay more and more because you're going to be less and less from mom and pop. It's your utility. So get ready. If you're in the city of Gainesville, get ready. It's just starting. Psycho Seiko. She hasn't forgotten her little pet project. You know, she hates the cops. She's all for demilitarizing the police. She doesn't want to leave out the equity office. She wants to check with the equity office. <clears throat> now, the diversity, equity, and inclusion officers getting six figures. Young kid of the proper color. Are there any equity officers who are white? I haven't thought about that until this now. They want the equity office to do a... How in the heck is the equity office going to... I'm trying to figure this out. How is the equity office going to do an analysis of how constantly raising the taxes to compensate for the lost money from home Are they, are they going to go around and just identify every piece of private property owned by a person of color? Well, I've got to use that phrase. It's just so wonderful. They don't mean all colors when they say 
person of color. Because they don't consider white to be a color. And they've gotten tired of black because all people of color are not black. So now it's a person of color. How much color? I, I, I don't know. A percentage of color? You have to ask Pocahontas that. I don't know. But these commissioners wandered around like bumper cars, banging into each other, backing up, banging into another one, without a clue what they're doing. But they know they got a fire assessment fee they can dang sure raise because you can't go without a fire truck and get insurance. They've tried to go to the University of Florida. So will you please buy power from GRU? University of Florida is not going to buy power from GRU. They certainly are never going to pay taxes to the city of Gainesville. Go look at the big chunk of land that they own. My God, everything from University Avenue, which they have modified as if it were actually on the UF campus, which it isn't, but it might as well be. So the university property runs all the way to easily well to Archer. All that, that's off the tax rolls. They're not going to buy power from GRU. Now the fire GPD does, as I understand it, cover the University of Florida, which does not have its own fire department. But you're not going to assess them because it's government property. Unless it's something I don't know. My point is get ready. You ain't seen nothing yet. Canines. Apparently, and I can't prove this, but people have been calling me and telling me this. The Ward Scott Files program on the uncivil behavior of the black female activist who's not even from this county and who's been banned from Facebook, I'm told, several times. 
is violent and confrontational and angry and unhinged, who got away with childish behavior, rude behavior, at the meeting we televised for you, so to speak, that you see, didn't show up at the canine meeting yesterday, which was held in the afternoon. Hey, hold it at night and see what happens. Hold it at night. Hold your next meeting. I understand they're going to have another meeting. I don't know what they're meeting about. Make themselves feel good. Well, actually, I know what they're doing. They're shifting the blame, should there be any. They want to be able to say, we had all these meetings. And you said we could. And so as your city manager, if the dog bit you, you told me in the meetings I could have the dog. See, they don't want to take the responsibility or man up, as we say, or be a leader. And say, I've listened to your crap, and you don't know what you're talking about. I went through that. There's some verbose professional, occupational PhD therapist who claims to know all about canine dogs, but only calls canine dogs dogs, as if a dog is a canine dog. And this woman has advanced degrees. I mean, you just, you just, Throw that testimony out the window. This is to cover your butt. So, apparently, and I went over it with you yesterday, all these rules and regulations, which are always in place, they just weren't enforced. The chief of police was emasculated by the activists, totally intimidated by the activists. How else can you explain it? How else can you explain it? So they'll have yet another meeting. And this is a CYA meeting. Don't ever forget that. They want to be able to say this seven-person gang, they're out helping and such. They want to be able to say, we got your input. Should. They decide they will have a canine unit. There's no guarantee that will. Because they're subject to the last person. We used to have a funny saying about one of the presidents that we knew of one of the colleges. And we would say, there goes Mr. Jones in to see the president. 
And Mr. Jones would come out and he'd say, Mr. Jones, how'd it go? Well, the president said I could get that done. Then Mr. Smith would go in and see the president. And the president came out. Uh, Mr. Smith came out. Asked Mr. Smith how'd it go. Mr. Smith said, Mr. Jones won't get that done. In other words, the last man in is what the last version was. The old, old bureaucratic trick. It's an amazing situation that the city of Gainesville is in. Things will get worse before they get better, if they ever get better. Things will get more expensive. There'll be more pressure on private property. Fewer and fewer people will be able to supplement their lifestyle by buying a house here, renting it to students or whatever. It's gone on in this community forever. Worked very, very well. Don't be too expensive. And meanwhile, the city is approving the high-rise deals. And that's going to do away with the mom and pops, of course. So I wanted to go through that with you because it you see a different scenario. I'm all ears. Ward Scott on the Ward Scott Files. We'll be right back after the weather. from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352 284 3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Ward Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. 
everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth. All these poop. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pat him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Now for the weather brought to you by Lewis Oil. Welcome back to Ward Scott Files Ward's Weather Report brought to you by Lewis Oil. Fossil fuel gas, by God. 70 degrees right now in the Piney Woods in north central Florida. It's going to get up to about 85, and hopefully we'll get some rain today here because we desperately need it. They don't need it out in California, but they're going to get more, and they don't need it through central uh, USA because there's been stormy, unsettled weather there, but they're going to get more. And um, that seems to be the luck of the draw, and some of the luck has been really, as you know, terrible. Um, the swath of destruction with the tornadoes is uh, unimaginable. Uh, it is one point is worth noting, though. Um, the area of Mississippi. I want to show you something in verbal language because I don't have the pictures. When uh, the big ABC units and all those people came in to put boots on the ground and talk to the people. I don't know if people in New York noticed this, but they talked to black and they talked to white because that is a mixed population in there living side by side, okay, in a rural community. And white is helping black and black is helping white. And each is using manners to address the other. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. Young as well as old. Well, where's the racism? The racism's in the cities. The racism is in the mouths of the black activists who use it as a power tool. Go look at the destruction and go look at the people who are helping each other, truly helping and such. The South has never gotten credit for the fact that we in the South live side by side with each other. We don't live in section off parts of a city. Because we're ruled. And we need each other. Because nature is bigger than any of us individually. And every once in a while, you get an awful reminder of that. The 
There's no looting. There's no need for police protection of property. It's unheard of. I just wanted you to notice that. You haven't seen it, you see some more interaction, take note of it. I titled today's show, The Uncomfortable Self. One of the obvious ways is to be physically uncomfortable. You have an injury or you have your shoulder operated on, you keep having a sling. You're uncomfortable, you're not happy, you live in your body, your body's not working well and can't get away from your body, it's your body. And you have to hope that it heals and becomes more comfortable and sometimes it's made more comfortable with drugs. And sometimes if you're uncomfortable enough, you know, don't watch it, you'll get hooked on the drugs. So you can be uncomfortable physically. You can be uncomfortable with yourself vocationally. You don't like your job. You don't like your coworkers. You don't like yourself. When you're uncomfortable with yourself and you dwell on it and you dwell on it, it can take you over. There's a couple of options then. If it's truly the self that you don't appreciate or like, you can ask for more medication or therapy, any number of things. But in the worst case scenario, you take it out on others before you take it out on yourself. And by golly, if you're going to be miserable, they're going to be miserable too. There's so many cases of this. Of a father who gets angry at his wife for cheating and kills the wife and the children, despite the wife. Or kills just the children and himself and lets the wife live. There's all kinds of versions of that. And now we have a situation where we have an individual uncomfortable with herself to the extent that the police were doing the press discussion had trouble with pronouns. Is it a he or a she? Or is it they? And I watched the chief of the Nashville police refer to the 
person who wrecked this havoc in this community, using all those pronouns. Often, this woman, Hale, woman, biologically at birth, female, was referred to as a female shooter. But Hale was uncomfortable being a female. And identified as a transgender. And used male pronouns on her social media profile. Now, we have all this emphasis once again on gun control. That's like, you know, the old saying, the pencil caused you to misspell the word. But it's a convenient, easy way to address a very complicated problem that's getting even more complicated because the community, the culture of the country, wants to normalize, and I'm going to say it, what this individual felt uncomfortable with, which is the normal sex of itself, which was male at birth. So the culture in which the individual lives has wanted to accommodate the individual's discomfort with itself. And perhaps that's fine. Except for the anger and the personal misery that this person obviously feels notwithstanding what the culture does accept or doesn't accept or which pronoun is used. To the extent that as a grown individual, it wants to go back to the school from which it came and punish the school or not, what, accommodating her discomfort. Clearly, that's the motivation. The interesting thing about this individual, however, this individual had another target that it was going to take out its vengeance on for not being accepted, for being uncomfortable, but didn't go to that place 
because there would have been some significant resistance there. That place was not what we call a soft target. So let me offer a couple of suggestions. And they're just suggestions. It's not gun violence. It's the uncomfortable self and the availability of soft targets. It's exactly the opposite of what the liberals are doing by bashing guns. If the Christian school, I know this is a big if, because you can't, Napoleon said one time, you can do anything with bayonets, but sit on them. Are you going to have guards 24-7 or at every school? That's already been suggested. Oh, we got to got to have guards at all these schools. Well, let's look at what we really have to have based upon the actual deterrent here. We have to be able to offer a resistance. And that has to be well advertised. This applies to canine units and crime and which, of course, it doesn't in the city of Gainesville, especially. You have to be able to project. Don't tread on me. Or you become a soft target. Now, I would offer you that it's impractical, at least, to guard the church school or any school 24-7. But you know, there's a lot of things we don't do with our schools that a culture like Japan does with its. Remember Ted Yoho last week said that in the Japanese schools, there are no custodians. Why? Because the children pick up after themselves and are taught that as a value. Now, this school was obviously doing some things that it thought were essential. Biblical theology was part of the standard education courses. But in terms of projecting itself as a viable place of deterrence, what can it do? 
what can any school do? What can any community do? What can any police department do? What can any judicial system do? Well, ask yourself that. How do you how do you create an image of deterrence at your own home? You know, I Don Pierce was a very good friend of mine. Wrote Cool Hand Luke. Did time on the road game. Wrote the book, wrote the screenplay, was in the movie. Nominated for an Academy Award. Brilliant guy. We were talking about projecting deterrence. He said in prison, the way you do it is the way you walk. He said you develop as a prisoner a kind of walk that projects to other prisoners don't mess with me and I won't mess with you. But if you mess with me you're going to have some real trouble. And he said you sort of shuffle across the yard. You you sort of sidle across the yard. You don't walk across the yard all bowed up because then you project the image and you're looking for trouble. And there's always somebody who's going to accommodate you. And you don't stumble across the yard because then you're too weak to defend yourself. So you sidle. You saunter. Body language. The knights were fascinating to study. On their shields, they had themselves and then behind them, they had the lion. And the reason was that as a knight, I will meet you as a human being, trust you to be trustworthy, and you can reciprocally believe I'm trustworthy. But should you betray me, with my trust in you, I have the lion. And I will step aside and let the lion come forward. And it was very important, those who study medieval mythologies and literature, that the lion was there, one, should it be needed. And two, it was behind the knight. But you doing business with the knight could see the lion. So you knew the knight had the lion in him. But the knight was not going to use the lion if you were honorable. 
If you were not honorable and you became a threat, it had to be dealt with. The lion would be there and he, the knight would certainly deal with it. I've thought a lot. I've seen tattoos and all this kind of stuff. A lot of people put the big dog out in front of them and all that. All you have to have is the awareness that the knight has the lion and will use it. It puts a responsibility on you. Your behavior will trigger the knight's use of the lion. So this woman, who was uncomfortable as a woman, and obviously angry about it, went to a place that didn't have a lion. And fortunately, the police out of there in Nashville, they had the lion, by golly. They went in and dealt with it. So we have all these mascots and all these things at all these high schools. And generally, we reserve it for the sports teams. Maybe we can make a little better use of it. Maybe we can use them as a top-to-bottom kind of symbol of what we are. So if on the football field, we're the fighting whatevers, we're also that way on our campus, in our classrooms. Should you be a threat? Just an idea, because we don't do that. We don't use that. We don't diversify the use of those logos. So the uncomfortable self, in this case, really if you think about it, committed suicide by cop. But didn't have the nerve to just commit suicide of herself or whatever. Angry and wanted to also include others. Innocent. It's not about the guns. It's about the uncomfortable self. How do we deal with it? We're going to have to figure out a way to more accurately define what the problem is. And it doesn't help to have a president of the United States standing up there blaming guns and by inference, blaming Republicans. All it does 
is create a bigger divide, fracture the country even more, So think about it. I'm not so sure I have thought this all the way through, but I'm pretty sure that in this case, it might even have helped to have more guns there on the on the premise, and for the eventual perpetrator to have known that ahead of time. I mean, this has certainly been our military stance up until recently. Peace is our profession. That's outside the SAC bomber bases or was at one time. And this is really what has kept everybody from using nuclear power. Because should you use it, then we got no choice but to use it on you, and there's no winners. Well, in summation, I don't know what to do about the Gainesville Commission, except to say get ready to write bigger checks. And it'll be, they'll drag out the discussions on the canines without really knowing what they're talking about or listening to those who do. Or I suspect at least a month or two more. Just to make sure they CYA, I suppose. Back with Ted Yoho tomorrow. Have a great day. Warthog Command Center out.